Hello and welcome to the Greg Fearon podcast with your host Greg Fearon and today I've got Carl Pinnock from The Capable Mindset joining me to talk about how you can stop self-sabotage and how you can actually get the things you want in life. Carl, welcome to the show. Cheers, man. Thanks for having me, Greg, man. So just for the listeners and the people watching this back, me and Carl go way, way, way back. <laughs> yeah, I've known, you for, no, I've known you forever, mate. You used to live across the road from me. I know, scary, right? <laughs> Yeah, we used to kick ball outside outside in the, in the pavement there, you know? I missed those Lamp, days. Lampposts for goalposts. <laughs> Listen, those, those days of the goal jumpers were the days that the kids won't ever see, right? No, they were never going to be like Knock down ginger and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, no, all of that. Pom-pom, one, two, three, all of those ones. Pom-pom, one, two, three. <laughs> kids, kids are missing out. Kids, if you, yeah, you don't definitely. know your names... Then you need to find them. Go and play on the street. <laughs> <laughs> so just give people a little bit of a background about you and what you do and how you help people. All right. So um, I'm a life and mindset coach. I've been I've been coaching now for, oh, let me think, I think since 2016. Mm-hmm. I was introduced to it back in 2015, um, where I was coaching um, homeless people homeless people I was working for a homeless project where I, that's where I, I um, trained as a coach mm. and we were coaching people to address the reasons behind their homelessness and just kind of when I um learning that because I, I trained as a NLP practitioner mm-hmm. so seeing how powerful that was that was in that area I, I thought that it's you know there's so many other people who could truly benefit from from the power of NLP but wouldn't have the access to it like the people who I was working with. So that's kind of what made me think I'd want to, I'd like to go out and start coaching people within our community and um, just helping people just kind of, you know, you know what happens Like some people have, they want to do something. They just don't know how to, how to take that first step and all those limiters and all that, 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 um, that concern and worry that stops them from actually progressing. I wanted to help address that mainly so that's kind of what made me start up um started out as carp not coaching but as it went on um I, I, it just it was more about the mindset for me than anything else because that's what it is that's the beginning part of anything that's what kind of gets you that's how you view the world really is your is your mindset so it was like that's that's kind of where the capable mindset came from awesome so I like the name capable mindset that kind of makes me think right the mind has to be capable to do the work right Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, to be fair, it is also a little spin on my initials as well. That's how. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not gonna lie there. I like. I've, I've do I've spelled out as there with the KP able, capable mindset there. But um, yeah, you have to. It's because we talk about um, you, you see all these these buzzwords around uh, um, money mindset, success mindset. Uh, the the real thing is it's literally fixed mindset and growth mindset. Those are the those are the two main main things. But you know, so I'm kind of capable. It's, it's, you you want to realize that you are capable of pretty much doing anything. That's what my that's what my capable mindset means. It means you're capable of addressing any situation that you're dealing with. You're capable of overcoming any obstacles that come your way. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're capable of reaching the goals. Um, and and that's that's what that's what my capable mindset means. That's what it's all about. So yeah, it's just you know, I think everybody's capable. It's one of the one of the things through NLP is that we have all the resources within us. To, you know so that's how I look at it so we're all capable of doing the things that we want to do I just like to unlock that stuff so I mean obviously this is very prevalent to my work 
you know, helping women get in shape, get confident, get strong. So mm. what do you see as the biggest things that hold people back from improving their lives and making change? Um, that's, a, that's an interesting one because I think that's, it depends on what the thing is, what it is that they're looking for. The first thing that, that, you know, that everybody knows is fear of failure. You know, so it's, it's almost a case of if I do this and if I try hard and I fail, like I'm going to feel distraught. I'm not going to, you know, it's going to make me feel worse than I already feel now. So what's the point of even trying? You know, so that's, that's the first thing. Um, the other thing is um, there's a lot people, people get a lot of, um, what can I, how can I say? It? It's a lot of limiting beliefs that people do kind of develop as they go through life. So people will, t- will say to them, you're, you know, you're built that way. That's your, that, that's your, um, that's how you are. What's the point of trying out? And these things stick. These things, as through life, these things will stick to you. But um, there's the other thing that I've always found quite interesting. It's not necessarily, I can't, I'm not sure if it's something that you have encountered with some of your, your clients, but I've definitely seen it with other people. It's fear of success. Yes. You know, and that, that is, that's something that's, because it's a, um, it's that fear of, oh my God, if I do this, and it actually goes well, there's a lot of eyes on me after that. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people who are going to see this. Um, people are going to be paying attention. I now have a standard that I have to keep to because people are watching. And that scares a lot of people. That frightens a lot. A, a, lot of, a lot of coaches deal with that, actually, to be fair. A lot of coaches deal with that when they start out. Mm. When they, you know, so they don't want to, because the moment people down, it's like, oh, people are, people are staring at me. People are looking at me. People are, and that, now I can't make a mistake. You know, and that's depression. It's like, I don't want that stress. I just won't do it. I'll just leave it. You know, so yeah, I think there's, but fear, I think the first, the first one, the first one would be definitely fear of failure. Yeah. That's the first thing. But you know, as, as you know, you know, there's no such thing. And that was, that's interesting because especially the round, the word of trying to keep a standard. Cause I hear that a lot with a lot of ladies I coach mm. um, when they start making progress they're like, oh, I don't know if I, if there's almost this thing of, can I keep this level of standard up? Mm. To my mind though, they've already been keeping a certain level of standard anyway in their life. So mm. actually you're just swapping one for the other. Pretty much. There's no so new this, it's, it's the new standard, isn't it? It's the new standard. This is the standard that you wanted. This is the standard that you, you'd hoped and dreamed of. You've achieved it now. You know how to do it. It's just the same thing. You don't have to learn anything new from this you're already doing it. So it's not about, um, oh, I have to maintain a standard. You've been maintaining a standard. It's the whole reason that you're here in the first place because you, you've been maintaining this standard and you already know how to maintain a standard because you were doing it before now. Mm. And now, now you've got, you know, it's, it's all about that habit, that building that habit, isn't it? Mm. You know? And habits, like you say, we've already got, in, you've already got ingrained habits, right? Mm-hmm. So trying to learn when you get new ones, it's just about, ingraining them the same as you had the ones before but not many people know how to do that not on purpose anyway okay i mean we we get you know not many people know how to do it on purpose it's it's, it's and it's, it's the thing is not many people know how to do it on purpose but it is a very very simple thing to do because it's simple it's, it's it's about it's it's repetitiveness it's consistency you know and one of the one of the best things to do is with because uh, I had somebody who was it I was speaking to somebody not too long ago um, who wanted to it was a young lady I was speaking to who was um, 
she wanted to get back into her faith. She was she's a Muslim, you know, she wasn't really following her faith much. And she goes, I want to start praying more. She goes, oh, she goes, but I want to start praying in the morning. But I just keep forgetting. And I, get, and I said, well, attach it to something that you're already doing. You know, so it's about anchoring that habit to a, a habit that you're already get going on. Hmm. She was like, what do you mean? I said, well, you brush your teeth every morning, right? And she's like, yeah. So I said, well, attach it to that. So before you brush your teeth, go and pray. Or but after you've brushed your teeth, go and pray. Attach it to that habit. So every time you brush your teeth, you associate that with doing this. And that's 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 the way that you, you can help yourself to create your habits. So to remain a consistency mm. is to attach it to something, to something else, you know, something that you're already doing without thinking. It's these habits that we do without even thinking about, mm. you know? And that's an interesting thing because often, you know, I'll, I'll have clients who talk about, I want to drink more, they need to drink more water. Mm. So often I'll say things like, you know, well, while you're making your cup of tea in the morning and have a glass of water. So that's where that anchoring comes in, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's, a, it's an easier way to kind of help yourself create new habits. And it takes, they say, what, what's the standard they say now? Because you hear it everywhere so many different times. But it's about 21 days, 21 days to create a new habit. So if you literally just sit, you know, every time you make that cup of tea, you have that glass of water. By the 21st day, it should be like, it should be a habit. It should be something you just coincide with your cup of tea. You know, so that's that's what they, that's what they said. That's the last thing I've seen. So I've heard also some people say you can build a habit in seven days. I think that's a bit quick, <laughs> but um, yeah. But twenty-one days. I think the average time is about twenty-one days. Hmm. But is that twenty-one days of I'm doing it every day, or is that six weeks of I do it every other third day? Because I think that's the issue, isn't it? It's like you can do something quite radical in twenty-one to thirty days hmm. if you do it daily, but if you do it every other day you're going to almost double the time kind of thing well yeah but that's 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 true but the thing is is that if you continue that 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 that, um that mindset of anchoring it to that specific task you're going to have the same effect yes it will be over a longer period of time but that's that's what you want that habit to be that's why you're attaching it to that that habit that you're doing every other day Mm. if you wanted it to be something you're going to do every single day then you attach it to a habit that you're doing every single day if you want it to be something that you're going to do once a week, then you attach it to something that you're doing once a week. You no. know? And that's, that's, how you would, that's how you're going to be able to develop, because that's what you want from that habit. It's, it's all depends on what it is that you want to create, you want to turn into that habit. Mm. You know? So if you want a, some, something that you're going to do every single day, then it needs to be with something like, if you want to jog every morning, then you need to attach it to something that you do without fail every morning. You know, if you want to go to the gym every every third day then it needs to be attached to something that you're doing every every other day you know that's the, that's the easiest way to be i mean not this is not going to be something that works for everyone we're all different but that's the easiest way that's the that's the advice i would give to anybody who wants to try and learn a new habit mm. yeah. Got it. so instead of fighting against yourself because i think that's what people tend to do and i see it with clients it's like right they wake up and like right greg i want to do this 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 and this and i'm like whoa easy tiger yeah, no, of course. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's, you know, trying to dive in and swim, or maybe mm. just doggy paddle. But <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, stop. First and foremost, my first thing to everybody is don't be so hard on yourself. First and foremost, mm. you know, take your time. You, you are not everybody else out there that's doing those things that you think you want to do. You are you, and you do things in the way that you do them. That doesn't mean you can't do what they're doing, but you have to do it in your way. 
you can't force yourself to be somebody else. You have to do this, but you have to do it in Greg's way. You have to do it, you know, you have to do it the way Carl does it. Because it's, you know, you can't, you might not be able to do what, what it is that they're doing the way that they're doing it. So you might have to take, you might have to slow down your pace until you get to that, to that level. But you're gonna have to start somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? So be, be prepared to just take it slow. That's the first thing I say to anyone, slow down. Hmm. slow down bite size we're in a bite culture sizes. of rush 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 so right so everyone's like you know i need to i've got to change it now because i think the feeling i get just from seeing clients is right i want to lose weight now because if there's some they've had some pain in their life hmm. the pain's been getting worse and worse and worse and all of a sudden it goes bang right i've got a thing hmm. so then they want to dive in at 100 miles now to try and get rid of the pain yeah, that's it. That's, a bit, that's the initial thought is I need to lose weight. I want to stop feeling like this instantly. So yes, I need to lose weight. So you now need to make me lose weight instantly. Um, and that's, that's the <laughs> instant gratification is something that's come about. So I don't, it's, it's what happens. It's technology, everything. We just, everything's just quicker, quicker, quicker. So we just expect everything so quickly. It's like you see somebody standing at, at, at a train uh, platform. Oh, the train's going to be three minutes. Oh my God three minutes <laughs> you know it's, it's only three minutes come on what is going on but um this is this is the thing we want these things instant instant gratification it's like a lot of people won't do things that's another thing that holds people back because they can't have it instantly or because it takes a certain period of time they just won't bother there's people that um like oh you know i'd love to be uh, a chef say and it's like okay but uh, yeah it's gonna be us uh, it's like three years training it's like okay what 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 are you going to do with those three years anyway? Wouldn't you rather are you going to just not do it and then three years pass and you're not a chef? <laughs> you're still not a chef and three years have passed. Or do you want to do you want to sit down do it and at the end of those three years you now reached your goal because you're gonna those three years are going to pass regardless of what you decide to do. So wouldn't you love to have something out at the end of that? So you know. A lot of people, this, this, this instant thing is, is, is hilarious to me, but it's, um, I understand it. We're in a world where everything moves so quickly anyway. But, but do you remember when we used to have to, and for those of you who are in our kind of age range, you'll know about it, it's <laughs> when, you know, you used to have to follow your mum all the way down the road to, to carry the shopping. You might do three, four trips. That's how I got these shoulders. <laughs> now, now it's like, oh yeah, I'm just Amazon Prime it. Yeah, now everything's. As you see, my kids at the moment, it's like, yeah, why are we going to the shops? Just out, I just order it online. <laughs> just, just order it online. You know, everything's ordered online. It's all, all just to your doorstep so quickly. So yeah, that's the lifestyle that people are living now. I remember having to, having to wait. Now there was no phones then. I had to wait and get the time right to meet my mum at the end of the road. <laughs> you know, you used to have to meet her at the end of the road, yeah. you, and you had to be there. Oh, if you were late to be there, you know. So yeah, but it's a lot, you know. So you have to sit there and wait until that time. You know, what I mean, you couldn't just just rock up. You know, you had to just be there, wait for that time. Otherwise, you're sitting at the end of the road for for the whole day. Yeah. You know. So, just going back to the limiting belief section because I think that's a really important one for people listening back to this. Where do these limiting beliefs come from? Who who creates them? I've wow. got reports. But I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, on uh, limiting beliefs come from everywhere, man. Uh, they come from experiences that you've had. Um, they come from friends. 
They come from family. They come from teachers. Yes. They come from, from people that you've encountered through, uh, through life. These things that have implanted on you, implanted in, in, your, in your mind um, that make you believe that you can't do something. A lot of people project their feelings onto you as well that makes you think you can't, um, you're unable to achieve that. Like you've heard the term misery loves company. Oh, yes. So you, you might have an idea to do something and somebody else, that idea is actually quite fearful for them. So when they say, why would you want to do something like that? Why would you want to attempt, attempt that? I mean, that's, I mean, think of all this. They're, that's their fears that they're talking about. But they're telling you that. And, that, and if you aren't, if you're not, I don't want to use the word strong enough, but you're, if you're not in fixed enough or, or prepared enough to do what you want to do regardless of that, you start taking those things on. You know, so you be like, oh, well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't go traveling, you know, because you could, these things could happen or that could happen. Mm. And then you miss out on that opportunity because you've taken on. I mean, yes, we can learn from other people's mistakes, but most of the time, that person that's telling you all that has never done that thing <laughs> that you're planning on doing. They've never done it before, but they have all this, all this, um, this advice for you as to how dangerous or how bad it would be. So maybe you shouldn't do it. Um, that's that's that comes from friends. That comes from family. Now, teachers, teachers is the interesting one because um, they're not supposed to do that. So it's a shock when when those things happen you know teachers are not supposed to stop you from from doing things they're supposed to help nurture you help you grow and help you you mm. know develop as an individual so it's a shock when you you to hear that you would get limiting beliefs from a teacher but isn't but, that what the teachers potentially have had in their life so it, it's kind of a a wave effect it's just a follow through from everyone's creating these limiting beliefs for the next generation so everyone just I mean, let's talk about, if we talk about, I'm going to talk about the Jamaican parent. <laughs> no, go for that, because there's something I wanted to touch on about that as well, but go okay, for it. Cool, this would is, this is be a nice little segue. So um, for those of you listening, both of our parents are, you know, our families are from Jamaica. And often I feel like West Indian families are risk averse. Massively, yeah. And anything that's not, how can I explain it, seen as, it's going to make money or it's prestigious, don't do it. No, of course. You know, what, why are you doing that? What are you doing that for, etc. But it's not, it's, it's, it's a lot of families like that, but it's about what you, what you got to realise as well is what's, what's interesting with that is that what they're saying is not necessarily wrong. Hmm. It's just not right for our time. So where, where they were at that particular time, at the age which they're talking to us, that was the most important thing to do, get a job that has some job security and, you know, work hard and work your way up to the top. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as long as you're working, you're earning money, you're a respectable human being. All right. Now, <clears throat> I'm quite sure when you were, <laughs> when it came to you starting out into your work, like working life, if you'd have turned around to your mum and said, yeah, I want to be a PT. Yeah, 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 I still yeah. remember those conversations. Okay, right. So you remember those conversations. My my wife, I think you you, you should. I'm not sure if you know my wife. My wife wanted to be a. Um, uh, she went at that time. It was aerobics. She wanted to do aerobics um, training. So and um, it's like what? Yeah, at that time, who was on the telly was what Mad Lizzie and flipping Mister Motivator. Those are the only people. Who, yeah, <laughs> those are the only people that made money from doing exercises. Hmm. 
now if you if, if your kid came to you now and said dad i want to be a, a pt you're like go for it what, what can i do and it's not just because you do it it's because you recognize it as quite a respectable profession mm. so now it's great but here's the question so if your son then comes to you and says dad i want to be a youtuber or i want to be a gamer you're like are you, are you sure? Really? But, <laughs> but, right, I'm already thinking. Going, right, like, a gamer, a, a, you're going to make money playing games. Yes, because there are people out there now doing that. So it's about, so going back to, you know, your, your parents saying, you know, mm. get it. That's what they know at that time. Mm. So they're, they're, what, they're, what they're telling you is, right, this is, this is what I know. This is the information I can give you. So it doesn't necessarily fit with your, our time that we're living at the moment, because like that's it's not just about that. Sometimes it is about job satisfaction. Yes, I do need to enjoy what I'm doing. You mm. know, so a lot of the time we 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 sit there and say, oh, they just don't know, but they they don't know. That's exactly what it is. They don't know because they're giving everything. If you were in their time, that's exactly what you would need to do. Yeah, but they're not in. They're not in our time now. So they're just what it is. Is it's their part. They're imparting the wisdom that they have. You know, they're part. It's not, but it's it's. Uh, how can I say a lot of it's outdated information and it's a very, it's a very blue collar mindset because it's important to kind of have, you know, money is the most important thing yeah. to, to keep you, you know, to take risks like, yeah, I'm going to risk it as an artist. <laughs> Are you crazy? Like that's, yeah. if you think about it back in our time, creatives were not, um, it was not a, a role that was suggested to anybody. It's, you know, it's you it, couldn't, right? Because the creative people were the, often people that are the most famous. So if you talk about under Da Vinci or, you know, to Beethoven, these people were revered. Okay, I don't know how much money Da Vinci made. I don't have any idea. No. But no, he didn't make any, did he, really? I don't think he made much until he passed on. Most artists don't get anything until they're gone. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. But nowadays, I guess, like you say, you can make a lot of money doing creative stuff. Mm. But obviously at that, that time, it was like, right, work nine to five, do overtime. Get more money, get more money, get more yeah, money. That's the life. And don't spend it either. Yeah, don't, don't yeah. But, don't but this, spend is a, it. this is a big one because I think we're in an age where people actually have to invest in themselves a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I think that often keeps people stuck because they don't invest that energy. Right. Which I see money as energy. That energy yeah. is something big to, to make them kind of push on and do it. I think. You're, yeah, you're right. It's about see what what you got now because I, I work with I work with young people at the moment. What you got now is is you you've still got that that get rich instant gratification sort of thing. So if they're going to invest in it, there's not it's not long term planning. Hmm. It's not long term planning. So it's still about you know getting those things quickly. This is why you've got young people taking all their money. And, and and buying loads of bitcoin or well no not even bitcoin um what's the one that just that just came out i can't remember is it if erythium or yeah erythium, i'm not sure nfts and all that kind of stuff yeah. yeah something like that but what you've got is that it's like oh i heard so and so blew up on that so i want to do it. so it's like and they just you know it's this instant this instant um again it's the instant gratification that's how they're that's how they're prepared to invest because it's coming back quickly they're not going to invest and wait the six months or six weeks or six months or whatever. It's not about that. That's long. 
as far as they're concerned, that's that's low. <laughs> and that's a and that's, that's the interesting point because I I get that with clients. So right? they come to me like, Greg, I want to want to lose five stone in six weeks before this holiday. And I'm mm. like, nah. Yeah, and, and those it's are the people I work with. I'm like, you need to go to someone else. So I can't help you with that. You have yeah. to have like a readiness to change. And I think that's the big well, one. Isn't it? I, I'm I'm sure that do you have this problem? Is that if they're coming to you with that, they're not they're expecting that result in such a quick time, but they're not taking into consideration the, the, the amount of things they're going to have to do differently in order to even get half of that result. Yeah. So a lot of the time you, you're spending at least two of those week, those six weeks helping them break the bad habit and create the new one. Yep. And that's just being polite, like two weeks, you know, that's, yep. so this is the thing is that they don't, they don't, they, they expect that, the first meeting with you and I'm on my way. No, 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 no. We've got to break some old stuff first. Mm. We have to understand why you're here in the first place. That's the first thing we have to do. And that's, that's the work. And a lot of the time that, that that's, that's a lot of work. Mm. That can be a lot of work. And that's, I'm, I, and I'm asking, cause I'm, I'm not in your field, but I'm asking, I'm sure when you have people come to you and they don't necessarily have a, a timeline, but they have a goal set um, that they, they, you know, you're halfway through, well, not halfway through, but you're, like you're, 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 you're a while in and they're not making any progress. Hmm. And I'm sure that you probably, you'll probably find that they have, there's, there's still things that needs unpacking because there's still stuff that haven't really been addressed. to Because you have to know why you are here first before we can start getting to where you need to go because you're taking all that baggage with you to that new destination that you're trying to achieve. If you don't leave it behind, it's just going to be with you there when you get there. So you, you need to leave that stuff behind. And it's, a, it's that is the majority of the work. It all starts in here. Do you know what? You, you just made me really think about that a lot. And you're right. Like I can get someone awesome results in a short amount of time. That's fine. Mm. That's, that's, that is actually fairly easy to do. Getting them to keep it for life it's harder because like you say, you've got to go back and, well, why did you get to this place in the first mm -hmm. place? Mm -hmm. Okay, what's the one or two habits that we can start to unpack Yeah, the associations you've got in yourself? That's, that's how I started out coaching. See, that's what we did. It was about homelessness we were dealing with. And it was like, a lot of people would sit there and think, oh, he's homeless because he's on drugs or he's homeless, homeless because he's an alcoholic or he's homeless. Because... And a lot of people didn't realise that um, <laughs> the homelessness came first. The alcoholism came afterwards. Hmm. The drug addiction came afterwards because it was they were coping with being on the street, and that was the coping mechanism, you know. So you you can't just you 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 would like kind of uh, oh he's an alcoholic, you know he's he's just a guy that's gone through some trauma that brought about the alcoholism. So we have to we can't address the alcoholism straight away. You know you have to address the uh the trauma that brought about the alcoholism mm. you know because you can address the alcoholism and then he's going to just turn it to something else because the, the trauma hasn't been addressed so the, the the alcoholism is a coping mechanism for the trauma that hasn't been addressed so you have to go back address the trauma and then find new coping mechanisms to deal with that and go on first just like food I was about to go on to that because I have a really, really bad habit that I should probably speak to you about. Off <laughs> we could talk but, about it now if you no, want. But I, I want to talk about it now because it, no, because I, the reason I want to talk about it because I totally get it and understand it. I know why I'm doing it. 
So it's, it's actually quite fun. But here's the thing. So I used to be a smoker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't smoke anymore. I gave up 2016, I think it was. Um, I don't smoke anymore. Done, completed, don't touch it. Nasty habit, smoke. But smoke, you know, I still have the same situation. I still deal with the same situations that would make you reach for a cigarette, you know? So many of those I can manage. I can manage a stressful situation. You take time out, you know, or everything else, just kind of reflect on things and whatever. But as we say, sometimes you want that instant, that instant thing. But I don't smoke, so I don't go for so. And I have this thing. My daughter laughs about it so much at the moment. You know, foam mushrooms, sweets. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're not. They are my weakness, my friend. But I find that there's something I'll reach for in a moment. I don't think about them at all until I'm feeling. So I've attached them now to managing that that need I have that I would normally get from cigarettes. I attached that that need now to the foam mushrooms. So anytime I'm like, ah, oh. because when I, if this is the thing, it will be, this is how I actually go through the process. It'll be like, ah, oh, I really fancy some foam mushrooms. What's going on? What am I stressed? That, yeah, because that really pissed, excuse my language, that really, that really got my nerves. I really got my nerves in there yeah, but, uh, earlier. That really, really, really riled me. Yeah, I really want some, I really want some foam mushrooms. And it's a, it's a weird thing, but it's like, because I, because I know why I'm doing it, it's not just that I just can't stop. It's not one of those things. It makes it easier for me to just not do it because it'll be like, do you really just want them or are you getting them because you're feeling really, really stressed? And you know what? I do actually just want some. So I'm going to go and get some. But if it's because I'm feeling stressed, then I'm going to work through the stress. I'm going to work through that instead. And then it will come to a point like, no, don't, don't need them. Don't really want them. I think there's a point that feeling of I think the, the challenge for a lot of people is when it comes to stress and dealing with stress mm. most people don't have the awareness to go hang on a minute I've got a choice here right and I think it's finding that moment of going before I reach for the big pack of wine gums don't worry mm. I have my own <laughs> <laughs> before I go for the big pack of wine gums do I need the wine gums or like you said is there something mm that's triggered me that's made me mm. feel because i know for example for me when i feel like things are going a bit crappy mm. what comes i'm all yeah. but when i take it back i know that goes back to something that happened when i was a lot younger mm. and the association is wine gums make me feel good mm. so i'm not chasing the wine gums i'm chasing the chasing feeling. the feeling yeah so for me then i just my way of dealing with that is okay What's the feeling I'm trying to get? And then what I'll do is headphones on, put some music on. Yeah. And it's just, it's just changing that. It's just changing that, um, mm. that thought process, that feeling. It's, re- it's reframing it, really. Because that if you continue that, if you really... Because the thing is, is that there's no harm in the wine gums. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's not something that you have to eradicate from your life. But... If it's an excessive thing that you're doing and you're using it as a as a comfort, then you you need to reprogram, re- reframe your thinking about why why you need why you get comfort from the wine gums, and then try to reframe your thinking on that so you can find other other healthier ways, should I say? Because you know the excessive the excessive um, eating of wine gums is eventually going to just mess up something. So you want to find a much healthier way to to address that situation. 
And yeah, it's just about reframing. I think like you said, though, it's it's also going back to the root cause of why you're feeling that way in the first place. Mm. And what's what I find interesting is a lot of my ladies are kind of that 35 to 45 mm-hmm. age range. And it's so interesting how often they hear in their, their world and in their environment, oh, when I'm a bit stressed, I've had a long day of work, I go for wine. Mm-hmm. And that almost becomes the accepted thing to do yeah so they've heard their friends say it they've heard mm-hmm. their friend shelly down the road say it shelly from the school <laughs> does it so then it becomes oh well this is what i need to do because that's what everyone does so mm-hmm. i think your environment as well as a massive factor and who you hang around with what what cues you get in your environment are massively important in any kind of change no, of course. Yeah, your environment is always, always going to have a huge impact on the way that you, you live your life and the, the way that your the type of mindset that you have. Your environment's always going to, um, it's going to always going to have an impression on that. Um, and it's like with the, the wine thing that you talk about, it's a, it's a cultural thing, isn't it, really? In the UK, we, we tend to do it. In other countries, it's just a glass of wine with dinner. Um, if we were in America, most Americans would think that most English people were alcoholics with the way <laughs> with the way that they they drink wine. So it's all it's just kind of it's, it's a cultural thing. But it's how can I when it comes to things like that? I mean, because when it, if we're talking about alcohol, because I, I worked with a lot of drug and alcohol before, mm. um, and the worst thing, the worst thing I I personally think is to drink when you're stressed. Um, because when you you attach it, to, everybody says, oh, "I feel better when I drink." You you're you're use again. It's it's a self medicating sort of um, uh, attitude, which only <laughs> is it because I've seen it so much. It's, it it only gets worse if that's how you you use you use alcohol. Because we say when you when you hear things, they talk about alcohol misuse, drug misuse because you're using it incorrectly you know it's you're using it to to medicate a, a, a poor feeling and lift it's, and it's not for that because a lot of people don't realize that, medi- that um, alcohol is a depressant mm. so when you when you drink thinking that you're making yourself feel a lot a lot better it you know unless you go to sleep before that feeling comes about you're gonna feel a lot worse you're gonna feel a hell of a lot more depressed that's why Girls go out, oh, I've had a breakup. Yeah, come out, let's have a drink. And then she's crying hysterically because she's feeling a lot worse than she, you know, because the alcohol, um, mm. the alcohol is, is a depressant and it brings your mood down anyway. Um, that, see how, how I, again, with, with something like that, how do you, how do you, it's just, it's just about kind of, all right, let's go back. So you're talking about, um, hearing your friends, you know, this is the this is the culture of that group of people that you surround yourself with. Now, if we're talking about somebody who wants to make a change in that, you now need to. We now get into that area where we're talking about um, the people that you surround yourself with, and how you are a reflection. You are a reflection of the 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 people who you surround yourself with. Okay. So, if if that if that circle does not feel like it's is, is keeping you at that level and it's something that you need to 
you 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 don't you no longer want as part of your life and that circle is is you know supports that then you need to remove yourself from that circle mm. you know you need to remove yourself from that circle and it's it's it, see because now you've got me you've got me on two different parts because i'm like if you're trying to grow as an individual you need to remove yourself from that circle but if we're talking about dependency with alcohol and stuff like that you also need to learn to be able to be around it because you're never going to be able to eradicate something like alcohol from your life so you also need to develop a little bit of um, resilience as well mm-hmm. so you can never because a lot of people say I, I don't want to drink so therefore i don't go around anybody that drinks i don't go to any pubs and you can't live your life like that so you need to kind of be in in that in in the presence of alcohol and develop a, a, a control mm. that's on that side but if we're talking about trying to grow and you're in a circle that's constantly doing something that you want to remove you don't want to do mm-hmm. you kind of need to find a different circle i think one of the things though is is obviously biologically fear is a big thing right so fear of being ostracized by the group of people we hang around the people that are our tribe mm-hmm we, we have a fear of being ostracized and I, I I'm not gonna lie you know back in back in the day mm. as it was you know for me doing the things that I was doing left my group of friends often mm-hmm. way behind they were going out partying sometimes and I was like no I'm gonna stay home and read a book mm. but it was doesn't a seem right at that time yeah yeah so in that circle of less just women we're just going to use then the fear of leaving that group and being lonely can often pull people back. Okay. No, that's true. But that's going back to that limiting fear, that limiting belief, which is fear. And it's that fear of, as you say, being left behind. So how you address that? How do you address that? First thing is that you're looking at um, what is it that you're trying to achieve? So at that time, at that time when you were staying at home and everybody was out partying, why were you at home reading the book? I had goals I wanted to hit or I didn't okay. do like, yeah, I would save some money or whatever my goals so were. What was, so those goals, those goals that you were trying to hit, that was a long-term focus, wasn't it? That was a long-term. Yeah. So what you have to look at, when anybody's in that in that position, like, oh, should I hit the club or should I sit, stay at home and, you know, get some more information from this book? Well, how far along is the, is the club going to get you? Like, is that club? It's going to the club tonight. Are you going to be able to get onto the books tomorrow? No. So that's two days you set yourself back now. That's two days you set yourself back. So now we're back onto Monday. So are you able to get onto that? You can't. You're at work now. So now that's the three days that you set yourself back. So it's not just about oh, it's just one night. No, it's not. It's three nights. It's three. It's three days. It's three days you put yourself back because you're going to put other things are going to get in place. If you can do the club. And do the, those other things. Go ahead. Go ahead and do it. Very but few people, right? <laughs> yeah. But this is what I'm saying is that what you're going to find is that something's going to have to give. And then when, you, when you're thinking about what's got to give, it's about where do you want to see yourself and which one of these things are going to propel you closer to that goal? So is going to the club going to propel you closer to that goal? No. So staying home, getting that study in is going to propel you a little bit closer to that club. What you also find is as you start, as you start to grow, as you start to elevate through over what you're going people will fall to the wayside they will fall to the wayside because they won't be able to keep up because they're still where they are you know and those that do bring them along because you know they they want to join you on your journey because that's the thing is any friend 
that's not interested in what you're doing is going to sit back and just let you go where you're going or try to hold you back because misery loves company, as I said. Yeah. But, but those that love what you're doing, you're going to be an inspiration to them. So they're going to want to trot along, alongside you in their own way. And you'll find a new circle eventually. Well, this is what happens from, from, the, from the next steps that you take. You, become, you place yourself in, in places and positions and situations that you wouldn't normally be in because now you're doing different things. Mm. You know, you want something different. You have to do, if you want something different, you have to do something different. So you place yourself in different scenarios, different situations, different places, different environments. And, and from that, you meet different people. And yes, then that's how you develop your new tribe. You know, you're constantly going to be moving through groups. That's how it is. Mm. You're always going to be. And you never, you never want to be the, the main person in your group because you can't learn that way. Yes. Because you, know? you would have changed friends anyway from the day you left school. I mean, I still remember everyone from Whitefriars Nursery. Yeah. I remember lots of people. And they were my friends at the time. But through different stages of my life, people, yeah, people disappeared. But new people have come into my life. Yeah. And this is the thing is that as you, as a kid, you choose friends differently. You know, when you, when you were young, you choose friends who you like playing with. Oh, I like playing with him because he knows how to do this. He's good on this game. You get older. Oh, I love going out for drinks with Greg. He's fun. He's funny. He's da, 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 you know, and then it's like you get to the next. I like being around Steve because he's inspiring because you, you choose your friends differently as, as you go on. Because you, you, if you're somebody who wants to grow, you're around people that help you do that. Mm. You know, and in order to in order to um, in order to grow, you need to be around people who will help you do that, because there's um, I will I don't doubt, and this happens to everybody at some point, where you'll be sitting with that group of people, and if you are an, and and if you are that person that wants to grow, you'll sit there and you think, again, <laughs> you want to do that again. Nah, I'm nah, I'm not, I'm not, and that's that that that's your moment. That's your that's your key moment there. Is when you say, nah, nah, just don't, that doesn't hit the same way. That's hitting differently now. It's not hitting the same way as it used to. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. You need to pay attention to that because that's the moment that's telling you, yeah, you're, you're done with this. You're, you're ready to move on to, the next, to your next step. It's time for you to kind of seek out that, that thing that's been niggling at you, that thing that seems more important to you than doing that, hanging out with those guys. Look into that a little bit more because that's where your that's where your attention is heading to you now. So start working towards that, and it's then it will carry you on to the next set of friends, the next group of people, the next scenario, the next situation, the growth, the level up, the new circle that will help you level up, and then move on to the next circle and the next circle and so on and so forth. You're always going to take people with you from each circle anyway, mm -hmm. because they're the ones that want to go along. It's not like you you're not necessarily the leader. You might be following somebody else who's leaving the circle. Do you understand what I mean? But it's about the growth. Yeah. It's about the growth and wanting to wanting to grow. Wow. Dropping some bombs today. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> 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 well, not intentionally, just you know. No, no, no. But that's I think that's what, you know, and I, I know that my podcast is something like 70% women listen to this podcast. Mm. 20% guys who listen to this. And I think it's important that this stuff gets shared because I think this is the, you know, I talk about uh, nutrition and training and stuff like that but one of my coaches in my life actually says to mm. me how you do one thing is how you do everything <laughs> so yeah yeah when I'm talking about fitness and training and lifestyle and nutrition yeah that bleeds over into your business into your relationships yeah your health it's all one big circle so you can't ignore one and expect it to be perfect no 
No, absolutely right. You do, you do, you do do everything. I've heard that saying before. How you do one thing is how you do everything, and that really bugs me because sometimes I'll do something really badly, and I was like, "What are you trying to say?" <laughs> I did that really, but so what you're saying is that the way I did that is how I know. So what uh, it was used to, respect. but no, you're right. It's about and what that means to me when I hear that saying. What that means to me is how you do how you do one thing, how you do everything. It's about when you're really thinking about doing that thing that's important to you. You know, how, how are you, what kind of attention are you giving it? Um, how important is it to you? Because the attention and the, and the, the attention that you put into this one thing, mm-hmm. and how important it is to you, that, that's, that just becomes, again, it's about building that habit, it's consistency. So, for instance, my podcast, I've just started up, I started up my podcast um, not too long ago. So, if I treat my podcast the same way, as I treat my coaching and I give it the same consistency, you know, it, it's, it's going it's, it's, it's to, the, the plan is that it's going to start to develop in that same way. If you, you're giving it the same energy that you give everything else that's working right for you, it can only, it's, it's only going to be able to develop in that same way. If you don't give it enough energy, it's like watering a plant, isn't it? Yep. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you don't give it the right energy. It's never going to, it's not going to flourish in any sort of way. So if I'm like with my podcast at first, the reason I didn't do it for so long is because I knew I wasn't going to be consistent. I knew I wasn't going to put, an, I knew I didn't have the mindset to put out the content every single week. I didn't have it. So it's like, I'm not going to start it, get three weeks in, knowing that I've got nothing for week four, week five, and then maybe do something week six, because that, that's, that's not how I, how I want to do things. That's not how I do coaching. You know, if I'm going to coach you for the week, I'm going to be there every single week. We're going to, you know, that's how I'm going to, but um, so I didn't start it until I could, until yeah. I could give it all of that energy. And then when you, when you get to a point, you, you need to know, know when to make your adjustments as well. You know, because you have to, you have to recognize your own capabilities also and make your adjustments, call for help when you need it and all those sort of things. Mm-hmm. So when I, and I'm using the podcast as a, as a, as, as, as a, I can't find my words today. Therefore, analogy. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I was looking for. Analogy, um, in the sense that when I knew that I was, I felt I was struggling on the way that I was putting out my content because I knew what I wanted to say, but it was an idea I had and what I wanted, so I had to bring somebody else in. So that's why now I do my. I'm not sure you know Alan. Now I do my podcasting with with Alan. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that and that that now has given me exactly what what I, the, the the energy I want on my podcast. So, you know, but I, I had to make the, the thing that I needed to give it, the energy, it was the, the consistency, the energy. And that's what I had to make sure I was doing. So, yeah, and that's how I, that's how I approach everything. Because you have a lot of people who say, like, I'll sit there and say, I've got to edit this podcast. And like, they're like oh, yeah, we can't you just leave it, put it out later. So, no, you don't understand. It needs to go out at this time. I think the world is, is, is full of, broken promises to ourselves Woo. yeah if you're not yeah yeah, yeah broken promises to yeah <laughs> drop that one there uh, no for real um it's crazy it's that well that's it this is why nobody you, you, you stand there you've got to be about what you're talking about if you're not going to do it if, you, if you're going to talk about it you need to do it in order for you to 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 see the the benefits to have the outcome we can sit here and talk. I can sit here and talk about how much I want to lose weight as, as much as I like. But I know that if I don't actually do the things that you're going to tell me to do, 
then I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to achieve it. It's as simple as that. But what, what turns, this is, this is, this is the thing. That's the thing that happens all the time is that we, we sit there, we talk about what we want and are we prepared to do what, what it takes? Okay. That's no, but that's, that's all, that's, that's literally how it works. It's, there's nothing, there's nothing, I don't feel like there's anything complicated or complex about it at all. If you want to, if here's the thing, like you want to achieve a degree, you need to go to university or some other establishment that is offering that qualification, you know? And in order to achieve it, you need to do the work. Like, I'm, if I'm honest, right, I think most people can get a degree level education mm. by YouTube. Like literally, I reckon there's not one subject nowadays in this information age mm. that you can't almost get degree level qualification in or, or knowledge in that's not freely available information. Mm. I truly believe that nowadays. And yeah. even back in the day, there were enough books. But what you do is you pay the university, you invest in university with mm. time and money mm -hmm. to go and get focused and get it done. It's the same for fitness. It's the same for business. Like I have a business coach. I mm. pay for a business coach. People are like, are you mad? You know this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but he's the one. In fact, I've got a message from him already going, Greg, have you done this, this, and this? <laughs> That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that coach isn't telling you what he's telling you how to do it and holding you accountable, which is what you do when you deal with your with your clients. He's holding people accountable. And that's the reason you that's what you hired the coach for. Because we don't we don't tell you what to do as such. We kind of help you find your way there anyway, and then hold you accountable to the things that you say you're gonna do. I don't come and tell you what your goals are. I'm not coming to you say, right, so you want to coach, yeah? Right, you're going to do this and this, and then you're going to be CEO of this company and it's going to take two years and we're going to get there. Now pay me. No, that's not what I'm here for. What do you want? Okay, so you want to do this. How do you plan on doing that? Have you done anything like that before? Why was it difficult the first time? What do we need to address in order to get you there? It's all you. It's not me. I'm just holding you accountable because you said you was going to do it. <laughs> you know? that's, what it that's what it's about. Simple as that. I think that's a very big misunderstanding about coaching. Mm. There's two ways people can, people think, they think that if they get told what to do, yeah, then it's going to make it happen. What I found yeah. is when I coach, mm -hmm. And a coach on your lifestyle, coaching what's your habits, coach you on mm. going on your head. That's when people find the internal answers to the questions and they yeah. go and do it. Yeah, because they already know. It's like, oh my God, oh, that's what I have to do. And you're not, now I'm not telling you to do something that you've never done before or, or unsure about. You're, I'm telling you to do something that you already know and you, you're quite sure about because you're the one that told me. You know, this is how you want to do it. And, that's, that's, and now I'm just holding you accountable to something that you said that you were going to do. You know, have you done that? How did that work out? Okay, so we're on the right path then. Let's keep going. Oh, it didn't work out. Okay, let's unpack that. You know, and it's all, it's all about you. Going right back to what I said in the beginning is that we have everything we need in here, in here to achieve whatever it is that we set ourselves out to achieve. Mm. The coaching part is, is to unpack all of the things that, that hold you back, 
that you are unable to really pay attention to or focus on because you treat them as the norm because it's so ingrained in you you just treat them as this normal things you don't see it until I say actually no that's not okay like you're living your life by somebody else's criteria right now let's let's live it by your criteria how do we do this the way that Greg wants to do it Hmm. instead of doing it the way that you know your mom or your brother or your sister told you that you should be doing it how do we do this now the way how would you have done this if you were telling you to do this well I'd like to start by and you know and that's how you do it we unpack all that's what helps that's that's what the coaching is it's it's helping you drop that that baggage that you're holding that's stopping you from getting further on so yeah we kind of cut the cord on the nonsense so you can propel yourself forward that's that's what the coaching is and I think you've magically tied this up perfect. That was the <laughs> like we got to the beginning and we came round. <laughs> that's perfect. So I was worried I was going to start babbling about a lot of other stuff there. So I'm glad I was able to tie that up for you, bro. No, I think you tied that up perfectly. You put a bow on it and not on it. <laughs> Christmas no, is cool. So Brilliant. where can people find you and hear more about the stuff that you do? Right. So at the moment, um, you can find me at. Uh, well, let's start with the socials. I'm on Instagram, mm-hmm. and you can find me on I'm at, um, at KP the Coach. Yeah, and I've also got the websites up and running at the moment, and that is Capable Mindset. That's spelled K P A B L E Mindset dot com. Nice. And yeah, I've I've what I've done because I, I did start out. I, I got kind of what's the word. You know, you can get caught up in this whole courses and all that sort of stuff sort of thing. I did run, that was the initial reason for starting off Capable Mindset, but I thought, no, this is not what I'm about. Let's drag it right back down. So now what you've got there, I've got standard coaching, you know, just one-on-one coaching, whether I can, I do like 90, I can do 90-minute session for anything. You just want to unpack something, something in, inside. Or we can do, you know, three months, six months for standard coaching. But um, I've also got a coaching program that I'm running at the moment. That's going to be running. I want to run it after Christmas because um, I'm not sure if you know, but I've, I dropped a book last yeah. year. Yeah. Tell, tell people um, about the book. Very quick. Right. So the book, the book is called um, The Miracle Question Handbook. And do you, are you familiar with The Miracle Question? No, I haven't. I haven't. I've heard of The Miracle Morning, but not The Miracle Question. Right. So The Miracle Question is something that a lot of therapists, coaches, counsellors tend to use. Mm-hmm. um to to see um if you can if you really visualize your your future so the question goes like this so imagine tonight you go to sleep um and um while you're asleep a miracle happens and your life is exactly the way you want it to be when you wake up what do you see Whoa. what's going on Whoa. um so that's that's um that's the question that we are. So what I do with that is that so I asked the question in the book, and now I've got areas of because it's a handbook, it's a workbook, so you can work through it. Nice. And it's basically there. And I've I've picked um six aspects. I have to remember this now because I'm changed, I'm actually in the process of editing for the second edition. Um aspects. So it's like environment, career, relationships, physical you know, emotional, all those different aspects of your life. And, and I've got a space for you to sit down and just kind of really visualize where you, you know, if that miracle happens. So what you want your exact, your, your life to be, 
Mm. You know, so you can see, I see myself sitting in a corner office in the city or whatever it is that you see. So then from that, so from that, then we move on through the book and we start setting the goals. So we, each aspect from each thing that you've said that you want, what, what goals do we need to achieve in order to get to that main, you know, to, to reach that main outcome? So we've got, we're planning through that. So then we learn there, then from each goal, how to then unpack that, chunk it down into bite-sized little portions. So at the end of the book, you literally have a strategy to how you, what the things you need to do to get to where you need to be. Sounds amazing. So that's what that's. So what I've done is I've got a coaching program running alongside with that book. So you will actually have coaching with me mm-hmm. through each session, each part of the book to the help book. you achieve, to help you help you achieve and, and reach your goals. So yeah, that's what I've got. Going. That's on, that's on the website. And that, that coaching pro that I'm probably launching that uh, December time. Awesome. We're launching that December time. Sounds so yeah, that's me, man. And yeah, anything, you, if anybody wants to hear anything from me, the email's on the, on the website, info at capablemindset.com. Awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out the book. So yeah. yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll make, send you a copy, man. I'll send you a copy. I should get a free copy, right? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know all about we that. Can I, might, you back. I, might, I might discount you. <laughs> you might get friends and family discount. No, no, no. No, no, no. As far as I'm concerned, actually, no discounts because... For me, then if I'm paying you, I'm paying you for the value of the book. Simple. So I'm more likely to do the work. So no, nah, to be fair, I'd happily, I'd happily drop you, drop you a copy. That's no problem. But yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. Cool. So Bayer, thank you for coming on and dropping some knowledge bombs. Thank you, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Really man. I love to, I love to have these conversations. It's good fun. Well, maybe we should hook up another one. Defo, whenever you're ready, man. Whenever yeah, you're ready. We'll for a couple of months' time, and I'm sure there'll be people coming giving us feedback. So if you're watching this back, share this with friends and family who might want to hear this. I think there's some awesome knowledge bombs. Drop a review on iTunes, drop a comment. Um, we'd love to hear the feedback. I'll leave the socials in the notes. And Carl, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, man. Talk soon, man. Yeah. See you later, bro.